Hello, you're welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from OnShot.net. Episode 40. Secretaries to be paid directly by the DES. Hello, you're very welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from OnShot.net. This is Simon Lewis. Now, if you work in a primary school, the one thing you can probably be sure about is that the Department of Education pays you. Well, that is unless you happen to be the school secretary or another member of what's affectionately known as the ancillary staff. Now, it would be fair to say that a school couldn't run without a school secretary. They provide so many important functions to a school community, and yet, when it comes to their basic terms and conditions of employment, they barely get the minimum wage, and most of them have to go on the dole for any holiday periods. In probably one of the least controversial episodes of this podcast, if I were the Minister for Education, I would ensure that secretaries will be paid a standard wage directly from the Department of Education. Before I begin my own ramblings, I want to um, read out um, a tweet that was sent to me uh, from a school secretary. And um, And this tweet was a picture of all the duties that a school secretary Uh, primary school secretary has and it's titled uh, it's basically a job description and it's um, in the in the tone of like if you're putting an ad in the paper and uh, it, it says just some of the fun we have for a low wage no benefits and the fun of signing on for the holidays um, and it goes to the hashtag, um, hashtag support our secretaries. And it's certainly a campaign. If you haven't uh, come across the support our secretaries movement, um, I'd highly suggest that you follow it. Um, as you'll find out uh, from this podcast episode, um, and uh, if you follow this hashtag, the way the primary school secretaries are treated by the Department of Education, I, I think, is, is appalling. And um, I, I, I mean, of probably um in fact not probably most definitely one of the most important positions in any primary school i i it is abused to um to ridiculous levels by the department of education i'm just going to go through these are the roles uh, that a school secretary a primary school secretary is expected to do now some of you um who aren't involved in schools might be surprised to hear it isn't just answering the phones and doing a bit of filing here's and this genuinely is what school secretaries do. Um, you, you in your re- in your other world, in your private sector world or whatever, you have other people to do this stuff. You have in, uh, you know departments and things like that to do. But here they are, revenue. So they're in charge of revenue, doing VAT returns, RCT returns, PAYE and PRSI. They have they are now in charge of most because no one else is going to do it. FSSU regulations and preparation. They do lot of purchasing from furniture to floor cleaner, books and laptops. They deal with creditors, debtors. They do bank payments and reconciliations, cash handling and processing and bank lodgements. You probably have an accounts department to do all that. School secretary does this. 
they also are in charge of um, again not all but most guard vetting procedures data protection enrollment and admissions who's the first person that's called the, the, the school secretary um, they could be in charge of multicultural evenings open evenings table quizzes room hires fundraising bookings contracts all that kind of stuff they organize um, and book after school clubs uh, for schools even though they have no, nothing to do with them um, they deal with all school management software they have a school uh, if the school has an app they have to ma uh, administer that they li liaise they definitely uh, do a lot of the liaising with parents councils when they're doing their fundraising who counts the money um, they're there uh, they're security in a school I mean they're the first point of call if someone comes into the school the first person is the, is the secretary they uh, are the person that allows and doesn't allow you into the school um they are uh they organize maintenance contracts repairs refuse collection they also work on payroll for ancillary staff like themselves uh, they also um deal with the payroll department for teachers sna subs on the olcs system so they're in charge of the olcs system they generally do the data processing for that they generally do data processing on the department's primary online the pod basically primary online database they book substitute staff um they help with copyright licensing school website so I could go on this I'm only on the like the top of the second column um, and it goes on and on and on about liaising with the HSC for immunizations SEAIA reporting they're the PA to the principal they the admin support to staff they can uh, I mean I see they're admin support to staff but they're also apart from being an admin support to staff it says here they're an ICT support to staff but they're also just a general support to staff a shoulder to lean on sometimes um, and uh, there are people again uh, school secretaries find themselves uh, helping children who are sick children who have forgotten their lunches their gear their projects um, they can even be you can even see a secretary in the morning holding hands with children uh, to help them come in when they won't come in and sometimes they're there giving the uh, giving a parent um, and sometimes a teacher a bit of a cuddle pre-covid times obviously when they're upset that's no exaggeration and that is the role of a school secretary for minimum wage and with the privilege of having to sign on the dole for the summer holidays now i could leave the episode here uh, with just giving that description and i think no one would argue with me to say school secretaries should be paid by the department of education because there aren't so i suppose it begs the question for those of you who don't know who pays the school secretary as i said there in the um, introduction I decided uh, the, the, that this uh, that people who are secretaries and caretakers and things are affectionately known as ancillary staff. Now, I, I decided I'd just Google the word ancillary. I mean, I, I, I know what it means in a way. Uh, it's just a word I don't think of much, except to, I, I'd never use it in any other capacity other than to describe the people that work in schools. But I was kind of alarmed to see one definition, which starkly states uh, ancillary is in addition to something else but not as important which is basically what i think the department of education considers school secretaries to be however as anyone on the ground will tell you the school secretary or the school administrator is those that feel the need to be called that is easily for me the most important member of the school i i and I, i'm not exaggerating when i say that i believe the school secretary is the most important member of any school community and the reason I say that is, can you remember the last time your school secretary was out for more than a day or two? It's basically like a limb missing from your body, you know? Um, 
uh, before I do, I mean, like, can you imagine? Can you remember the last time your if you if you uh, your principal was out for more than an day or two? I don't think you'd notice that much, to be honest. To be perfectly frank, the school moved, school carried on, but when the secretary's out, it's a different story. And I'm trying to think of a body part while I was uh, while I was struggling there uh, to think what 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 would the secretary be if it was a body part, so a limb missing from body? What would the body part be that the secretary might resemble the most in a school community? But the thing is, because they're so important, it's hard to tie it down to one body part because they encompass so much of the school community. They're generally the first person anybody meets when they enter the school. They're the person that answers the phone, the person that staff go to with a problem, sometimes the person that parents will go to if they have a problem. They are the centre for communication. They can be the person a child goes to if they have a problem. In fact, it is not unusual. If you ask a junior infant who is the boss of your school, they'll name the secretary. And they can sometimes be a financial service centre, as I said before. They can be a counsellor, a listening ear, a soundboard. And it's hard to define all those things that a secretary does in a school or in a body part. And yet, when it comes to brass tacks, their wage is paid a pittance. School secretaries are paid from what is called the ancillary grant, which is given to all schools by the Department of Education each year based on the number of pupils enrolled in the school the previous year. Now, this grant is also supposed to cover the wage of all ancillary staff, including caretakers, cleaning staff, and, and so on. But in generally, it doesn't cover even one of these costs unless the school pays less than minimum wage. Now, the Department of Education does not pay secretaries directly, and if I were to make this episode as short as possible, and I've already lengthened it, the bottom line would be that school secretaries should simply be paid directly by the Department of Education in the same way as teachers and SNAs are paid directly by the Department of Education. And that's where I could probably end the episode. But I won't. Because I think we need to investigate a little bit more as to why. Because, and another question I need to ask is, what would they be paid? You, you're probably asking that right now. It's very easy to say, oh, the Department of Education should pay them. But what should they be paid? Well, would it be an SNA wage or a teacher wage? Or what would it be? And every school's different and will have different needs because bigger schools need more secretarial in, uh, support, smaller schools may not, now some would argue that. But weirdly enough, in certain schools, secretaries are paid by the Department of Education. There are actually school secretaries in this country that are paid by the Department of Education to make things even weirder. And as you know, as a listener of this podcast, um, Everything is complicated in, the, in primary education. Most secretaries are not paid by the Department of Education. With, they're covered by the, the ancillary grant. Um, but some are paid by the Department of Education. Some scheme that goes back, I think, to 1978. And in some primary schools, there are a number of secretaries paid directly by the Department of Education under something known as grade three slash four clerical worker pay grades. So... Um, I don't know what that means, but it seems to amount to anything from €25,265 to €44,771 per annum. And while that wage doesn't seem huge, it comes, it's a direct wage that comes from the Department of Education. And what it comes, apart from a direct wage from the Department of Education, what else comes with that is job security. And not only job security, the security of pension rights, holiday pay, and no need to have to claim social welfare during the breaks. All these things that just make sense. And to be honest, it should just be 
as simple as that. They should be paid at whatever grade they've decided uh, in, uh, for the ones they're already paying and everyone should just be paid that rather than this ancillary grant thing. But unfortunately, when it comes to the Department of Education, they don't want to know. And why would they? Secretaries had no rights and they had no advocates up until recently. However, that was until about a decade ago when things started to change a little bit. Um, around, you know, about 2009, 2010, when a union uh, who are now called FORSA, um, they were called IMPACT at the time, decided they were going to represent secretaries in schools. And they, and this is, uh, and they were, they campaigned um, and really, nothing really happened, I suppose, until about 2015. Um, and, and with a circular, and um, this was after five years of campaigning. Uh, it was uh, for those of you who like reading circulars, uh, those of you who are who love that sort of thing. It was circular seventy six two thousand and fifteen, and this was the result of campaigning by Impact. And the circular was really important um, for secretaries because for the first time it set a minimum hourly wage for a school secretary. And there were two main points, and I'm going to read them here. Schools that employed secretaries had to give an increase of 2.5% in the hourly pay rate or the annual salary of their school secretaries from the 1st of January 2016 or a minimum hourly rate of €10.25. Now, that's below today's minimum, minimum wage, by the way. But just for comparison, at that time in 2016, the minimum wage was €9.15, so not a huge amount more than the minimum wage and less than they would have got if they were working in Aldi. I'm not saying anything about, bad about Aldi, I'm just saying... That's, uh, that's what the pay would be. And again, just for comparison, the average hour, uh, just, uh, I mentioned Aldi there, the average hourly rate for an SNA at that time was about 13 euros an hour. Although, I'm, again, I'm not comparing jobs. And some people think working in schools, you know, get very high wages, you know? Um, I mean, substitute teachers get about 20 euro an hour. And before people start, here are some other jobs and their average hourly rate, just to give you a comparison. Um, a bus driver, receives an average of 12 euro an hour at that time 2016 so around just a little less than SNA uh, and more than uh, and a good bit more than the minimum wage uh, for a school secretary a staff accounts person so someone who would do, do the accounts for school 15 euro 50 an hour more than an SNA uh, significantly more, €5.25 more than a secretary, and as I said, Aldi, €12 an hour. Now, I don't know how useful it is to compare all these wages. Usually that's quite divisive, and I don't mean it to be. But it's kind of interesting to me to at least see how low a school secretary's wages were compared to most jobs. And for all the work the secretaries do, and in fairness, the vast majority work more hours than they're even paid, I think 10.25 was an insult in 2016. So let's fast forward a few months from there to November the 9th, 2016, around four years ago from when I'm recording this. And I got an email out of the blue from some guy called Frank. And Frank asked me to join him in what he called a virtual flash mob text. I was intrigued. Um, as uh, And I, I, I suppose um, I, I didn't know where he got my, me from, but uh, it's very easy to email all principals for anyone who's looking to do it. Uh, just go into the Department of Education website and you'll find all our email addresses. But anyway, his plan was to get every single school secretary and every single principal to text the Ray Darcy show with the following text. 
and all it would say would be, what about school secretaries? With the person's name and the county at exactly 3.30pm on the particular day. I thought this was cool. There's, I just thought there was something really interesting about this guy, you know, to come out, out of the blue to kind of get us to send a text message to a particular show at a particular time. Um, and every so often he'd send me and other principals a bit of an email and um, there were a couple of other efforts of other these uh, flash mob texts until a few months later uh, in January 2017 um, um, I, I, I mean I think in light of a lot of this pressure that Frank was putting on uh, along with the unions but um, Eamon Scanlon who was a TD um, uh, asked uh, one of these they're called PQs or P&Q I don't know anyway it was a question asked to the Minister for Education at the time Richard Bruton and the question was simple it was to ask the Minister for Education and Skills if he would address the anomaly whereby non-departmental school secretaries are on inferior contracts and receive no pension compared to department sec departmental secretaries. If he will restore civil service pensions to all school secretaries, his views on the fact that his department overlooked the matter of pensions in its delegation of responsibilities to boards of management, and if he will make a statement on the matter. And this was a very important moment for school secretaries because it was the first time now maybe i'm wrong on this but i think it was the first time that the plight of school secretaries was put on the public record now richard bruton like most ministers uh, and like most politicians waffled on about the history of schemes and passing the time and talking down the clock but he did say that by 2019 school secretaries would have a minimum of 13 euro per hour but they had no intention of re resurrecting the scheme where the Department of Education would directly pay secretaries. Now, while 13 euro per hour sounds reasonable when comparing it to the wages, um, I suppose, uh, about at the time, remember that's only for the hours worked. There's no pay during the holidays, so 13 euros per hour for 10 months, if you calculate it down over 12 months, that's really only 10 euro 83 per hour. So it's not much. My friend Frank continued campaigning, sending out surveys to school to ask questions to find out about hourly rates and so on. And I was quite pleased, I have to say on a personal level, to see one result from his surveys that showed Educate Together schools consistently paid more than their denominational counterparts. Now this podcast wouldn't be a podcast without some swipe at the church, so there is my swipe at the church. I wondered where I'd find time to do that in an episode about secretaries. Anyway, the average rate from Educate Together schools was €16.32. So roughly, if you adjust that down for school holidays for over the 10 months, €13.20, which is slightly above what the government were actually committing to. And by 2018, things were really starting to take off in a more formalised way. And in April of that year, Richard Bruton met with secretary representatives at an organised FORSA conference. Now, FORSA is a new name for impact, just for people who didn't know. And sometimes it's easy to forget what a union is supposed to do, um, particularly if you're a teacher, uh, when you've sat through the INTO's performance in 2011. But have a listen to this from Maria Dunn, who followed up their conversation with a letter to Minister Bruton the following day. Now, this is what Maria wrote to Richard Bruton. The Department of Education has long abdicated responsibility for school secretaries throughout the country. She then listed the conditions that school secretaries have to face. They have no sick leave pay or pension, as some secretaries have never received the 2.5% pay increase they had to fight so hard for. Their precarious employment, which, as I've said, many school secretaries having to apply for social welfare for the duration of school holidays every year. And the thing is, they remain fighting all through 2019 
threatening industrial action. And in January, by January 2020, so this is only a few months ago, they even had to have a one-day strike, which had huge supports from their colleagues. Now, I was really proud um, that my school took part in this, uh, in, in supporting our amazing secretary in the school. Our, our amazing secretary, Siobhan, is my lifeblood in the school. And I, I, and I genuinely mean that I, I, the school would not run without her. And I, 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 I'm behind her all the way when it comes to this. In fact, I, I suppose if you could dedicate podcast episodes to people, this one's for Siobhan. Um, as well as as well as uh, our support, in fairness to the INTO, they also lent their support, if only through a statement which seemed to focus a little more on whether secretaries would be putting through teacher pay on the OLCS rather than actually supporting the strike action. But you know, you know, they they tried, I guess. Anyway, I guess they couldn't really support them too hard because they were also in the middle of completely ignoring their own members' rejection of a pay deal and ignoring the fact they were also supposed to be looking at industrial action. But anyway, nothing nothing to see here, nothing to see here. The secretaries continued a work to rule for almost two weeks before some agreement was made with the WRC um, to talk to secretaries about pay. And as I'm telling this, uh, and I'm sorry to keep slipping back to my own context, um, but this isn't and won't be the first time Forza has come out strongly in support of their members and actually gotten somewhere. Just before schools were to reopen after the school closures with, with COVID-19, Forza threatened to direct their SNAs not to return to work because adequate PPE equipment was not being given. And within days, they got their wish. Now, I just can't understand how the teachers' union can't seem to do anything except trot out sound bites without any bite following them. Do you remember, like, for example, when John Boyle said at Congress a couple of years ago, he wasn't going to sleep until lower paid teachers got pay equality? Now, either he lied, blatantly lied, or he hasn't slept for over two years, in which case he'd be dead, which he isn't, so he must have lied. And as teachers, you've just become used to the lies, so much so that we've become completely apathetic to them. For example, if we look at the budget, now I'm recording this on the day of the budget, um, you know, I, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, I, I wasn't expecting much from the budget, but I was sort of expecting that the one day a week for um, teaching principals getting principal release time would, would be there. It wasn't even mentioned. And do you think the INTO even mentioned it in their summary or even said a word about it? Do you know? I mean, as I've said before, the INTO generally think their members are stupid. But in many ways, they're right. We are stupid. We allow this to happen. And we continue to vote in people who do the same thing as their predecessors. And I can guarantee when it comes, because the minute we have to, actually, I don't know if we're voting. No, we will have to vote in a vice uh, CEO or whatever general secretary is, as number two, basically. And I guarantee you, we're, we're, we're just going to vote in this as, as someone who's going to just do the same job as the previous person and, and just, oh, I don't know. Anyway, we've had a number of opportunities for things and we just don't do it. Anyway, this episode isn't about them and I'm sorry, I'm wasting my breath. Um, we have to go back to a union and actually do their job and let's get back to Forza and secretaries. And they are still fighting for proper terms and conditions, even during this pandemic. And you know what, more power to them. I think they are wonderful. And a couple of weeks ago, the head of their education se uh, section, um, Andy Pike, uh, who I've praised in a previous episode, I think he was one of my heroes of the reopening of schools, he came out strongly against Nora Foley, who is effectively still singing from Richard Bruton's hymn book, um, trying to, as he put it, dampen any expectations that any progress will be made. And as I'm recording this episode, um, school secretaries 
are going to uh, be taking industrial action and there will be uh, at least three strike days uh, one at the end of October two at the beginning of November and then potentially a work to rule after that and and possible indefinite um, industrial action until the Department of Education respect school secretaries as much as we try to respect them in our schools because it's very hard for it's very hard for us um, to be to know that we're, we're that the Department of Education are treating our colleagues and and the most important colleague we have so poorly and it's wonderful to see Forza basically taking a stand and basically saying secretaries need to be paid properly and they should be paid directly by the Department of Education. So what should the end game be? Well, to me, at a minimum, like I said earlier, all secretaries should be paid directly by the Department of Education and at grade three slash four clerical worker pregades, whatever that means, if that's the correct, correct grade they should be at. And as I said earlier, um, this seems to be anything up to 44,771 uh, euro per annum. I wonder where they get these pay um, figures. But it should also come with the benefits, like pension benefits and the other basics that most other public service workers, like teachers, like SNAs, enjoy. Now, I could go on and on about this, but to be perfectly honest, it should just be as simple as that. You know, I've, I've talked for about 25 minutes around, uh, around this, but I mean, the whole thing could have been summed up, uh, as I said earlier in the episode when I told you, you don't have to listen to the rest of this episode because it should be as simple as paying uh, secretaries directly. Uh, for those of you who think, what's the big deal? If you're a lower paid teacher, just think about how you feel about people, about your teaching colleagues who qualified before 2011. And I'm not saying you have bitterness towards them, but you, you do, um, you should do um, uh, feel a lot uh, uh, you, f- you should feel aggrieved by the fact that you're on a, a lower pay uh, than your than your colleagues for doing the same job and that's exactly how secretaries uh, feel about their colleagues and the few colleagues that are there who are in this scheme where they're getting all the benefits of a, a standard wage plus pension benefits um up to forty four thousand a year and secretaries are on just about minimum wage it, it, it just isn't right um I, I, I would have one suggestion to you all, uh, anyone who's involved in schools, um, whether that's as a parent, as a teacher, as an SNA, as anybody, and that's to get behind the SNA's uh, fight um, over the next uh, number of weeks. I moved this episode back. I had intended to record this in about six months' time, um, but because of the upcoming industrial action, I want. I, I don't know what I can do as one person to lend my support to school secretaries. Um, I know this podcast isn't particularly useful. Um, maybe it might, um, I know, give highlight uh, some of the history that uh, uh, secretaries have gone through in order to achieve, um, in order to be, uh, you know, to, to achieve um, an actual wage from the Department of Education, uh, maybe give some knowledge about that. Um, I, I don't know if it does much more than that, uh, only to say that I have, they have my full support. Perhaps um, in our, all our little ways, we can show our supports, maybe by um, talking on social media about how your own school secretary um, it's important to you and your school using the hashtag support our secretaries um, and maybe writing to politicians um, asking 
for them to put pressure on the Department of Education to make sure that, in my opinion, the most important person in our schools, uh, working in our schools, is treated with the dignity that they deserve. So that is this episode for this week. I hope you enjoyed it and be sure to tune in every Friday at 5.59 around the time your average Department of Education circular is released. Um, You can find our episodes on any of your podcasting apps, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, all the rest of them, anything that you use uh, to listen to podcasts. Uh, You can search on Shaw.net or if I were the Minister for Education. Um, I've been told uh, hopefully some of you are new uh, to this, uh, particularly uh, school secretaries who may be listening. Um, Again, uh, you have our full support um i would i would imagine it's not just my support i would imagine everybody in the education sector has uh, has your support has uh, g- gives our support to you um if you are interested in listening to other episodes of this podcast please subscribe because if you do you'll get an early preview you won't get it at friday at 5 59 you'll get it a little earlier than that but if you could be extra nice to me uh you could leave a review uh of uh, this podcast and say something nice about it uh, this podcast is starting to feature in the uh, top tens of the education podcast in Ireland, which is a, a lovely feeling to have. Um, as I said, I do this podcast. Some people pay uh, someone uh, for therapy to listen to them. I talk into a microphone as my little therapy once a week to uh, have my say in what happens in education. And if anybody listens to it, that's a real bonus. And uh, I do appreciate uh, people tuning in. Listen, that's it for me. Uh, thanks so much again hashtag support our secretaries and we'll see you next week for our next episode thanks a million bye bye